<laughs> Coming to you live from a shanty Northside apartment, it's the Sons of Monarchy podcast with your hosts. Drunk Shy Sox fan. I was going to say, this is awkward. And Hot Take Tommy. And on this episode today, uh, Hot Take Tommy and I are remote, but at the same time, we are talking White Sox baseball, uh, past and present. Uh, a little bit more past than present since we have nothing going on, but we will be talking past starting rotation as well as relief pitchers uh as well as stacking that up to what that looks like today all of this brought to you by dbc brand all right tom how you doing right now how was work today work was uh, it happened you know um well i'm mad at the it department that's another that's another is that the printing issue that you were telling me about God, yeah, they can't fucking figure out how to fix our printers so that the tickets come out. Because you know, when when you order some pizza, you'd think that the ticket would print in the pit in the pizza kitchen, and they would make the pizza. Well, in this, in our case at Lou's, it's just like you order a pizza, and we don't hear about it. And then you're like, "Hey, it's been an hour. Where's my fucking pizza?" And I'm like, "What pizza?" So it's <laughs> been a it's been a problem. Um, <laughs> where's my fucking pizza, Tom? <laughs> what pizza good <laughs> great response i'm the manager <laughs> you've already got this down to a t anyway i'm we're arguing with our it department about whose fault it is and and uh anyway there's this other like third party it people that are fucking everything up so uh we, we i yelled at them today too and then anyway it was a good day it was a good day we, wonderful <laughs> i'm so proud of you you're the best manager i'm the best absolutely all right let's talk white Sox baseball Yes, let's please. So something that I've been thinking about deeply, especially when we talked about watching these games together over video with uh, the games that are on YouTube from the past, mm. is one of those games was the Philip Umber no-hitter game. <laughs> and that just got me thinking about how many bad White Sox starting pitchers yes. there have been in the past decade, from 2010 to 2019, mm. from age 15 to age twenty. What is that now? 25-ish, yeah. 24 um, for us. So um, let's start with a you know good old Sons of Honarchy tradition right here of kind of a one-word response or one-phrase response of some of these starting pitchers that you wrote down that came to mind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So do you want to get us started? Yeah, so this is literally just the players that came to my mind when Steve said, like, oh, let's talk about uh, pitchers from the 2010s. So these these are the names. We got starting pitchers first. So, ready? I'm ready. Miguel Gonzalez. Underrated. Hugely underrated. And Orioles. Uh, John Dakes. Blackout game. Oh, eight savior. And uh, let's say Philip Umber, <laughs> speak of the devil. Never should have been. Flash in a pan. <laughs> uh, uh, big game, James. <laughs> grunting curveball. <laughs> Shutting out the cups. Oh, good, yes. <laughs> uh, Scott Carroll. <laughs> Matt England's shirt. <laughs> yes, Matt England. Our buddy bought a shirt of this guy. <laughs> He's not a Sox fan. All right, Matt Latos. Drugs? Question mark. <laughs> Fat? Question mark. <laughs> oh, sorry. I meant one hundred and eight thick? Question mark. 
<laughs> Jake Peavy. Um, Ace material? Never panned out. Yeah, n- not up to expectations. Dylan Axelrod, Tom. Dad is mad. <laughs> Bad trade. Bad trade. There you go. Shark. The shark? Uh, uh, <laughs> Jeff Marsha. Booty in the socks uniform, but good everywhere else. <laughs> Notre Dame. Notre Dame. There, there it is. Football. <laughs> that was my guy. I mean, you have to remember Jeff Samarja as a wide receiver at Notre. This is that was like the biggest disappointment to me. Not only did he give like give up football for baseball, which I understand. Yeah. Better money, longer career. That's the main. All one. of that. No CTE. Um, yeah. Um, and a white wide receiver, right? Yeah, um, that's not happening. <laughs> but at the same time, he was just a goddamn stud at Notre Dame. He is, he, he, when I think of my childhood and yeah. Notre Dame wide receivers, I think of Jeff Samarja. So that was like a big disappointment. <laughs> On top of that, he got drafted by the Cubs. So mm. that was just like, it was just like gut wrenching to me. <laughs> um, now I have a bigger question for you, Tom. Hmm. Everybody always talks about how James Shields, Fernando Tatis, big trade that did not go in our favor. Absolute garbage. Awful trade. Yeah, right. Tatis is going to be amazing. Yeah. How about a player that's already amazing in Marcus Simeon that was traded part of the trade for Jeff Samarja? Yeah. So let me ask you now, Tom, what's a worse trade? Shark, the Shark Simeon trade? It was uh, Shark and Michael Yenoa. Yeah. However you want to pronounce it. Why Um, no way. (laughs) Yeah. Um, For it was Simeon, Fegley, uh, and I think a couple other minor pieces. Yeah. Um, Those were the two main ones. Right. Um, Or the Tati Shields. And we had to eat a bunch of that Shields contract. Right. That's the main thing. Um, Man, I I really want to go with... uh, well, you look at like this uh, Tatis thing, and it's like he's locked down and so young, and like has all this potential. But when you look at Simeon, he's good now. Like mm-hmm. he is, he's like the, one of the better shortstops in he's the one AL. Of the better players in the yeah, AL, <laughs> just in general. So like the fact, especially this last year, like I don't think that this last year of Simeon's like play was a flash in the pan. I think he's just that good. So I'm going to go with the shark deal because we got a garbage ass performance from shark. And um, also Fegley, like low key wasn't that bad. Once he got traded, like he was yeah, a, he had some, some shining moments. He was a stand up backup catcher for the, for the A's definitely. But like, what the fuck did we get in return? Like that was the shittiest Jeff Samarja has ever been. Oh, awful. <laughs> Terrible. Now here's the thing too. War is not the end all be all Tom, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. let me put this into perspective for you. Remember when we were talking about war and like where Abreu is, where Canerco is last week. Right. Marcus Simeon career wise is already almost a 22 war player <laughs> already. How old is he? I don't think he's old yet. He is. No, he's 29. He's going to turn 30 in September. Not too old. Hey, if we're going Nelson Cruz like route, he's got another nine years. So of like high quality performance. 
I mean, this guy was <laughs> finished third in the MVP voting for AL last year. That's what I'm saying. Like, what the fuck? That is a worse trade to me than the Tatis trade. Yeah, Tatis is not an MVP right now, and Simeon is arguably getting there. He like, has next, that potential. Next year, if the A's are killing it, he has MVP written all over him if, if he's doing what he's supposed to be doing, you know? He is just a stand-up, really good player right now, and that's why I think that trade is even worse. Yeah. Yeah. So low key, this, this like break from baseball makes me sad for him specifically. Cause he is in full peak and he's missing like a lot of time. And that, that, that sucks for Simeon. For sure. I love that you remember though, that our buddy, Matt England, remember, or oh you remember God. that moment of him buying that Scott Carroll shirtsy for five Hell bucks. Yeah. It was five bucks in like the clearance 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 aisle and he was like i'm all over that shit because he's not he's not a white Sox fan he's like a cubs fan so yep. he's like the only socks shirt i'm gonna get is like the most ironic weird fucking shirt that nobody <laughs> would ever wear and it's like scott carroll hanging over there for five bucks and he's like bought so <laughs> he like the best part about it is he facetimes me every time he puts it on he's just like oh it's laundry day i'm wearing my scott Char- carroll shirt I'm like what's up <laughs> so funny <laughs> Uh, let's move on to relief pitchers from the 2000s it's a little bit of a shorter list that you created but uh i I could still play with this yeah so you started off with matt albers the double fair uh big 108 thick (laughs) (laughs) nice still not good um juan manaya drinking in the outfield (laughs) Uh, DFA'd after we saw him, yeah. Will Omen. <laughs> Just, oh, man. There's no other way to put it. Um, Hector Santiago, Tom? The best. The best. <laughs> um, shit cleaner. Ooh, there it is. Yeah, yeah, that's the bet. And this, this next one's my favorite. <laughs> Chris Beck. Stash. Beck's beer. Oh, fair. Okay. Just because word association. Because like, who I got a couple more to add on to this. Tom. Yeah, hit me. I hit got a me. couple more. Um, Matt Thornton. Rubber arm. Mine would be Godsmack because his his coming up song was "Living in Sin" by Godsmack. <laughs> yes. Uh, how about Jake Petrichka? Um, Polish. <laughs> It's that bad. <laughs> Don't leave him in for over an inning. That's mine. Um, <laughs> just one in, one inning of solid work, and then just all down the hill. Uh, d- 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 who else? Oh, Ronald Belisario. <laughs> Nerd. Goggles. <laughs> Goggles. <exactly. baby. laughs> oh shit. Um, any others, Tom? That you want to pull up? Um, I'll hit you with the, um, oh, what's his fucking name? Um, Addison Reed. Ah, with a ba da bang da bang diggy diggy. <laughs> Good trade for us. Cause he fell off that year. He went, he went abroad. Um, <laughs> uh, Daniel Webb. Oh, rip man. Rest in fucking peace. 
Uh, is he dead? Oh, it's right. Dude, you forgot. I almost forgot. God. Yeah. Like, oh, it rough. was dramatic as shit. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, how about, what about, ooh, he kind of started too, but Andre Rienzo. Dude. Who? <laughs> is that bad? Was I drunk in that game or like what? <laughs> Uh, not good enough, even though he's still in the major leagues. Yes. I think that's, I think that's where I'm going to end. Yeah. That was good though. The, the bullpen arms are a little, uh, are a little spare. Oh, one more. Jesse okay. Crane. Oh yeah. Always held his own. One year wonder. <laughs> there was one year he threw, he had like a, Two four ERA or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that better put than what I said. Yeah, he he was so, yeah flash in the pan. All right, so Tom, one other thing that I wanted to bring up was starting rotation specifically. Like this is definitely like a starting rotation centered podcast mm-hmm. for us. Um, I was looking up past rotations, and there have been some abysmal ones, especially over the past few years. Like last year's. Oh my God. Uh, 2018, maybe even worse. 2017, awful. 2016, not good. Not good. Uh, but we start to reach back. If we look back, even like 2014 and especially 2012, you've got some rotations that are decent. Um, I do want to specifically highlight 2012s for you. Okay. Yeah. Jake Peavy, Chris Sale. Gavin Floyd, Jose Quintana, and then trading time because he kind of fell off um, was Philip Umber and Francisco Liriano. Um, uh, Danks was not a part of the rotation that year because of injury. Yeah. He started some games and then got injured. I think he had Tommy John that year or some other yeah. serious injury. Arthroscopic. Yeah. Whatever. Something around. In 2012. So. Tom, let me ask you, that rotation right there, in that year in specific, PV Sale, Floyd, Quintana, Umber, Liriano, compared to this year's rotation. So you've got uh, Giolito, Keuchel, Lopez, Gio Gonzalez, and then Slot, Kopech, Rodon. Yeah. Which one are you taking? Let me ask you. 2012 or now? The problem with the 2012 is you, if you select 2012, you have to take Philip Umber and Francisco Liriano. Like that, you, you can't like say, Oh, I like that one, two, three, four. I like that because that's the tempting part about it. But like Umber was so bad <laughs> after his no hitter, he was like out of baseball the next year. Like, what the fuck? And then Francisco Liriano was not a not stellar so i like and this was the year that pv was actually good mm-hmm. that, this was like, pv's best year in a white Sox uniform so you have to keep that in mind too it's not like it was the pastest twilight years jake pv that didn't pan out for us but yo i got it i gotta go with 2020 i got to because you've got a keiko that's like 
Past not his prime. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's not what he was before, but you've got Gio, who's an G- Giolito, sorry, who is an who's an ace quality pitcher. If he pitches like he did yeah. last year, well, hey, as of right now, that's how, what we have to assume, right? So we're talking 2019 oh stats on this 2020 um, pitching staff. Okay. So in which case, you've got an ace in Giolito. You've got decent decent for two three like like good pitchers for um keiko and geo and then you have good, good pitchers like they'll get I don't you know if house is a good pitcher he's a big question mark there's a he'll lot of get injuries you, but he'll continue, get like, you a four he could, he's not gonna give you this guy four to four give five you more ERA. than 100 solid innings this year but continue Fine, 100 solid. You're not going to get more than 30 solid innings from Philip Umber. Actually, you're going to get nine really good innings, and that's it. That's the there only we go. thing you're getting. <laughs> and then uh, what else here? Like, I don't know. Like, I really love Carlos Rodon, so I just need him in my pitching rotation. So he's going to pan out. This is his first year that he's got, like, a fully functional pitching arm. Just, just you it's wait. True. Just you it's not wait. How it works. It's how it's it works. Not how it works, dude. You just put a new ligament in his arm, and he's just like God. That's how Tommy John surgery works. <laughs> no, absolutely not. So first off, let me start. Like I always say, war is not everything. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let me first start by saying that. But you had two five war pitchers on that 2012 staff in Chris Sale. And Jake Peavy, okay? Lucas Giolito was a 5.7 war pitcher last year, and we don't really know what's going to happen here in 2020, okay? So let me start off by saying that, okay? Fine. On top of that, with 2012, you had a very underrated Jose Quintana. Yeah. And a Gavin Floyd that wasn't necessarily at his best, but still gave you solid innings, okay? When you say I have to deal with number five being crap, it is what it is because when you look at the White Sox rotation right now, you've got a Rodon that's coming off of Tommy John that you don't know necessarily what you're getting out of because his last couple years have not been good. And you're getting Michael Kopech, a rookie who... Yeah, basically a rookie that has shown flashes of greatness, but also has shown some control issues that has shown issues of getting shelled against a not good team in Detroit at home. Yeah. Um, And I know the injury was part of that too, but with Kopech, I mean, he's also not pitching like he used to a couple years ago. He's not going to, he's not going to throw back 101. 102 on the mound anymore as a starter right he's only gonna hit 99 it's just not good enough right and looking in <laughs> hindsight oh stop <laughs> and looking in hindsight okay this 2012 team this is what pisses me off so badly about this 2012 run and i think this is what killed like my white Sox fandom a little bit in my heart at age 17 the summer going into my senior year of high school is I looked at this team and I went, this is a playoff team. This is a playoff team. They pitch well. They don't make that many mistakes. They hit decently. There are three, they were a 319 OBP team that year. Um, 
which like compare it to like a team like the Tampa Bay Rays this year. They were a 325 OBP team this year. Yeah. And this is in, in the fucking World Series cuz Astros suck. And this is and this is in a baseball has changed a lot from 2012 to now. Yeah. It's a way more offensive centered. Yeah. League, right? Mm-hmm. Would you agree to, with that, right? Yeah, so it's like more hitting, less pitching, yeah. Isn't that bad? On top of that, now I'm going to get into advanced statistics, Tom. Oh, boy. I hope you're ready for this. I'm just going to chug while you do this, okay? Pythagorean win percentage. You know about this, Tom? <laughs> you're choking. So, obviously, you do not. What the fuck are you Did you say Pythagorean theorem? Pythagorean win percentage. So, A squared plus B squared equals C squared. Pythagorean the- win... Basically, Pythagorean win percentage is an estimate of a team's winning percentage given their runs and runs given their runs scored and runs allowed. It's developed by Bill James, so you know the the guy. It can tell you whether teams were a bit lucky or unlucky. Now, according to Pythagorean win percentage, or yeah, Pythagorean win percentage, the White Sox were supposed to win the AL Central that year, right? Getting lucky and unlucky, losing close games, run differential, right? Look at their bullpen that year too, okay? You've got Addison Reed, who was not good that year. Yeah, that wasn't his year. Nate Jones was great that year. Fuck that guy. Matt Thornton had an off year. Jesse Crane was good. And then you had Hector Santiago patching in the holes. Everybody else in the bullpen was awful that year, including a guy that we brought up, Will Omen. <laughs> Will Omen's garbage. Will Omen, Lason <laughs> Septimo. Do you remember Septimo? No. Oh, my God. Dylan Axelrod him. was coming out of the pen some games. God damn it. <laughs> Brett Myers, I think, was a, a addition in the, like, right before the trade deadline. Mm. I mean, you just didn't do enough to get your team into the playoffs. And that starting rotation, that one, two, three, four that we talked about, those are the guys. Right. But here's the thing. You're, you're talking all hindsight here, right? Hindsight. I'm too busy with my hindsight, baby. I, I got oh, 2020 man. on my mind. Like, <laughs> no, I'm telling you, especially no, I think really that PV sale Floyd Quintana specifically matches up way better against mm. a Giolito, uh Lopez, a Gio Gonzalez, and a Keiko. I, I'm going to take those four. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but that that is my strong opinion. Let me be honest with you. So those starters that year, um, I don't know what their exact ERA was, like looking – Hmm. at them because because starts starts are different like Quintana only pitched in 25 games that year compared to like Gavin Floyd who pitched 29 but if you do the average it's you're looking at like a three you're probably looking at like a three six ERA okay out of those four guys let me ask you, out of our top four starters this year, do you think they're no. going to pitch a 3-6 ERA? No, they're not. But you're, right. again, but it's 2020. You're hitting dingers left and right. You're, there's no way to get a, a whole staff pitching 3-6 is like holy shit level. This so, team also had to pitch up against a 
gauntlet at this division. Like Minnesota, if I'm not mistaken, was not that bad. I'm going to double check the AL Central standings. But that Detroit team had so much offense. Actually, Minnesota was awful. It was uh, Kansas City that was in third. Yeah. But that Detroit team. Their OBP that year was like 335. I looked it up earlier. It's like holy shit, yeah. They had Everybody. they had some offense. That was uh that was Miggy's uh triple crown year, wasn't it? It was Miggy. I believe it was Miggy's triple crown year. It was the year they swept the Yankees in the ALCS. So what you're telling me is there was a Tigers player that got a triple crown during that season. I don't. I don't need any Tigers players getting triple crowns off of my pitching staff. That shit would not happen with our twenty twenty oh, ro- rotation. Stop. I would they don't not play ha- them every game. <laughs> Miggy will not get a triple crown in twenty twenty. I'll tell you that right now. And who's standing in the way? Lucas Giolito. Let's go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Miggy's age is standing in the way. <laughs> His fucking knees are. <laughs> you have a project or idea that you want to be seen by as many people as possible? Mm-hmm. Do you provide a service but go underappreciated when you put yourself out there on social media? I believe we do, Tom. <laughs> do you want sleek, impeccable presentation but lack the know-how or resources? I am sleek and impeccable, so yes. <laughs> I lack the know-how, so <laughs> if, you, if you answered yes to any of these, what should I do? We should go and hit up DBC brand. Mm. So with your choice of three solid tiers of social media marketing plans, you get access to professional social media content curation, email marketing, blog posting, live video and photography sessions, and more. And find more out people. more. Find out more <laughs> by visiting dbcbrand.com and give your business the creative touch and the spotlight it deserves. DBC. Digital, Digital by, by Creatives. We've got ourselves another segment, right, Steve? We do. We're uh, stretching this one out a little bit, but there's a lot to talk about. Yes. We, 20, we, we literally took on the topic of 2010's White Sox pitching. So a decade of White Sox pitching. We could talk longer than what we've talked about today. So Truly. And our good friends over at Sox at 35th also provided us with a little bit of content that we can talk about. Oh, yeah. There's ammunition here. So thank you to uh, the content curators over there. Um, I don't know if Johnny Nani was behind this. I don't know who created this, but kudos to them because now you've got our brains rolling because this was our podcast conversation topic before this even came out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So they said, you have $15 to build your starting rotation. A bunch of people who listen to this may have already seen this uh, picture. Uh, We'll repost it. Um, But on top of that, let me go through the lineup. Sound good, Tom? Hit it. So in the $5 lineup, you have $15 ability rotation. In the $5 lineup, it's Burley, Sale, Chilito, Fr- Sweaty Fred Garcia, and Jose Contreras. In the $4 region, you have Keichel, Kopech, Quintana, Rodon, and John Garland. In the $3 aisle, you have the Esteban Luiza, 
Lopez, that would be Reynaldo Lopez, Danks, Cease, and Jake Peavy. $2, you've got Bartolo Colon, Gavin Floyd, James Shields, Jeff Samarja, and Javi Vasquez. And in the $1, you've got Dylan Covey, Miguel Gonzalez, Edwin Jackson, Francisco Liriano, and last but not least, the boo-boo pitcher, Ivan Noah. So, Tom, you have $15. How are you building this rotation? Yo, explain. You've got to go $5 heavy when you're talking White Sox pitchers because a lot of these guys had some pretty shitty runs. <laughs> or are complete question marks still. Yeah, that, that, Dylan, that's the main thing. Like, Dylan Seas is a three? Reynaldo Lopez is a three? Come on, man. Yeah, you're like, uh, they could be either great or really, really fucking bad. So, like, you, you could get the game with that Lopez pitched where he's, like, shutting out the fucking Minnesota Twins or the or the Astros. Or you could get the game where he's, like, shitting the fucking bed against the uh, Cleveland Indians. And you're like, oh, shit. So, mm-hmm. um, okay. That being said, I'm going to go $5 heavy, like I was saying, and I'm going Burley because, come on, let's fucking go. Um, he's perfect for a reason. Uh, Giolito, because I love that guy. Um, and there's $10 right there off the bat. So uh, I've going got two, two fives. Wow. I got two aces right there in Burley and Giolito. Now, I'm going to dip into $4 because, well, you know, Steve. Okay, so you have $1 left to spend on... Well, I haven't even said who I'm taking in $4 region, so obviously I got to go with my guy, Carlos Rodon. I don't care what you guys say So about you have him. $1 to spend on two more pitchers after you just spent four on Rodon. <laughs> Continue, please. Shut up. This is ridiculous. I don't have time for this. Um, so the BBP, the literal absolute last option is the best option with one dollar oh my god the back end of your rotation is terrible and you have zero dollars to spend on the last one after you take okay hold on hold on so i i technically have spent all 15 dollars, right like we have that in place but my four is not bad i've got burley giolito rodon who's a god (laughs) just waiting to happen and uh nova who can pitch a complete game shutout he can do it um, he's done it in a White Sox uniform or a complete game, one one run game, whatever, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I'm so, losing my mind over here. Zero dollars left to spend. Who am I going to grab off the fucking waiver pile? Hector Santiago. The guy is a goat at filling in the back end of the rotation. And what's wrong with a bullpen day? What is wrong with a bullpen day? Ask the Tampa Bay Rays because they got it down. All I need is three solid innings from Hector Santiago and then we hand it over to a qualified bullpen if you're talking 2020 honestly i got the best rotation out there okay here is where i will credit you (laughs) is the fact that you pulled hector santiago for zero is (laughs) is decent um people forget in that first stint so hector santiago had two different stints with the white Sox. so i think Mm -hmm. people first forget that like he was with them from he was there from 2001 to 2003, uh, went to the Angels, went to Minnesota, then came back to the Sox in 2018 and part of 2019. Mm. Um, so I think people remember that 2018-19 stint where his ERA was horrific. Um, so he started 23 games in 2013, and we're picking this specifically off when they were with the White Sox. So you right. know what? 
if you get 2013 Hector Santiago with his 356 ERA, even though the FIP was 444, I will you didn't give have it to say to that. You. you didn't have to say that the FIP was 444. You did not need to bring that it's, up. It's up on my computer screen. I had to. <laughs> now, now, my rotation is going to look a little bit stronger than yours, even though oh, you, shut the fuck up. you feel like you, you have built the best one here with two $5 pitchers when I had a hard time even taking one. Um, <laughs> now, first off, you took – time out. You took Burley and Geo? Hell yeah. Oh, my God. You missed the best $5 one, obviously, when they were in a white sex uniform, which was Chris Sale. Mm. Um, Chris mm. Sale is easy, easily the best pitcher on this list. Um, could it, could it, even could it, could while it. they were, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. I don't care how many jerseys he cuts up as long as he's striking out 12 guys per nine innings. Um, so sale is my $5 choice. I think I'm actually choosing one from each list. Um, okay. so sale is my $5 choice. When I go down to, Oh, See yes, I, mean. I do. I do have one from each each line. So it's uh it's sale, it's Quintana at the Fair. four dollar list. Quintana Fair. is arguably the most underrated pitcher to ever wear a White Sox uniform. I don't care what his record looked like. Right. I don't care even what the ERA to FIP numbers looked like. The guy got the job done. Yeah, he did. He was insane. He, he, he never had offensive production. No, he deserved more runs. He deserved more runs. It sure. was stupid the amount of two and one run games that he pitched in. Um, speaking of two and one run games, John Danks is on the three dollar list. I kind of wanted to take him. Fair, but then I saw Esteban Loaiza. <laughs> okay, the Coke dealer himself. What? So here's the deal. People forget how good Esteban Loaiza was in a White Sox uniform because he was only there for one whole year, okay? Mm. Now, if I get Esteban Loaiza for his one whole year and half a year, he was with the White Sox. Uh, less than a half a year, I think. I think he was traded right before the All-Star break. Mm. I can't remember off the top of my head because this was 2003, 2004. I'm eight, nine. <laughs> um, so... He finished second in Cy Young voting the full year he was with the White Sox. Shit. Guy was insane. And he's $3. Yep. Well, don't forget, too. He's selling Coke? Well, yes, that is a lot. <laughs> but don't forget, the reason why the White Sox were, I mean, the reason why they traded him is they got Jose Contreras back in that deal, you know? Yeah. And Jose Contreras became a big part of what they they did in the future in 2005. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Esteban Wiza is my three if we're counting just his time with the White Sox. Yes. The guy was yeah, second in Cy Young voting. Okay. Um, my $2 list, I'm going to go with Bartolo Colon. Of course. You got to go with Big Sexy, baby. Big Sexy <laughs> was actually really good in a White Sox uniform. I'm not going big game forget. games? This guy... No, no, <laughs> not with his 12 loss season or anything like that. Or thinking about how Fernando Tatis Jr. could still be a White Sox. I'm going with Bartolo <laughs> Colon. Guy was solid in a White Sox uniform. And honestly, he could actually be the five in this rotation. Because <laughs> from my $1 list, I was torn. Because Edwin Jackson 
actually had some had an okay year with the White Sox, <laughs> and then the second year he was with the White Sox, he fell off. So I'm going with Miguel Gonzalez. Yeah, because Miguel Gonzalez actually had a decent, I think it was year and a half with the White Sox. Yeah. Um. So for a one dollar pitcher to back up my rotation, I'm gonna take Miguel Gonzalez. Absolutely. I, I, I always liked Miguel Gonzalez. Like he was low key my favorite guy on the twenty, what was it, fifteen, sixteen teams. I liked him. I thought he was solid. Yeah. I mean he's just like one of those pitchers in the time that we all like hated being White Sox fans, right? Yeah. That's so it's it, it wasn't his fault that he was wearing the White Sox uniform, but he was still pitching his heart out. Right. So, in 2016, 373 ERA, and his FIP was even lower. It's great. It's great. That's over 23 starts, 24 appearances. In the 22 appearances that he had in 2017, three, uh, 431 ERA, 459 FIP. So, like, dropped off a little bit. that much of a yeah. there. I'm, yeah. I'm going to take Miguel Gonzalez here. Yeah. All right, that's a decent that's a decent one dollar buy. I, I'm surprised you didn't go with your BBP because uh, last season he was pretty fucking solid. <sighs> he was solid thinking about what we like, what we the gave kind up for of him. shit show we- that <laughs> we were putting on the field. Most <laughs> fair, absolutely fair. But honestly, I I like that that last half of last season, Nova was the fucking guy. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, there were some games where he went out there and he surprised me, especially that game that we went to Shinnick's and he pitched yes. eight innings of what one run ball or was it yes. shutout ball? It was fucking one run ball, but it was like, insane. It was so the crazy. Best. Oh my god. Well, hey, we are running long, but honestly, so good to talk like really shitty socks baseball with you. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. The good and the bad of the past. Absolutely. Amen. Yes. There's plenty of it to go around from the past decade. And I'm glad that we were able to reminisce over this with, uh, with the talk of especially the starting rotations. I still can't believe that you're taking the 2020 rotation. Over I have 2012. I have so much expectation. I actually do believe it. I really do. Yeah, you just you just have to have expectations. Like these guys can pan out to be a good squad, and I think a lot of it has to do with like also they're not playing right now, so I can still have really high hopes. Because <laughs> if they were playing right down right now, they might bring down my hopes. But I I gotta say I uh, plus Philip Umber sucks. So <laughs> at least we can agree on that point. We'll we'll leave on agreeing on that point. <laughs> and this has been that's not how we end our podcast (laughs) Tom any last thoughts none whatsoever rebuild or bust and in on we trust have a good one everybody peace